0: Basky. Welcome. To the Town Alone basketball and hockey podcast, colloquially known as Baskey. I'm your host, as always, Adam Hass.
1: And with me, my co-host, Mike Regan. Mike, how you doing today? Oh, just fantastic on a beautiful Saturday. I think you do that voice every time. You might have this podcast. You might have to do uh might have to hit up the scratch audio for your intro, at least on my end. Why? <laughs> oh, <hi. laughs> I got it. Oh I'm yeah. <laughs> I, every, every time I edit this podcast, I have to
0: I have to use my local audio instead of the Discord audio because it immediately gets cut off. Like the noise compression kicking in. Yeah, the noise compression is like, this can't be a human talking. That's not how humans talk. Love that you're actually sporting a coffee today. For those of you who haven't seen Mike, uh, Mike during this podcast, which I hope is all of you. Mike usually is drinking like a C4 or something else that rots your stomach from the inside out, because Mike refuses to believe that he's 30 years old and has to care about these things now. And uh, yeah. today, drinking a nice, soft on your, your stomach, nice, uh, neutral, acidity coffee, it looks like.
1: Uh, yeah, I do have a sugar-free, one of the big boy sugar-free Red Bulls in the fridge. And I thought about breaking it out, but I was like, you know, what? it's it's early, it's morning time. It's a good little coffee, popped a little Tim Hortons cake up in the Keurig. <laughs> I'll take it. It's a, It's, you know, small victories.
0: Well, as previously stated, this is a podcast where we talk about the NBA and the NHL. Typically, we try to go 45 minutes on each topic, but never do. We usually go way over that on both topics.
1: Four hours each topic.
0: Turning <laughs> <laughs> into Stephen A. Smith's day. Figure we'll uh, kick it off this week with some basketball, Mike. A lot more to talk about in basketball than hockey, if you ask me. I mean, I guess like, you know, Craig Berube got fired. Do you got any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on the uh, wild GM? uh oh, we'll save that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Then I have no thoughts until a minute from now. <laughs> There's a lot of news to talk about. I know typically we kind of come in with with like a, a set topic we're going to talk about for, for these segments, but it's just a big week of news in the NBA, in the association. Is there any other associations in professional sports? I don't know what like the lacrosse league I said is professional called. sports. Damn. Get fucked lacrosse. Wow.
1: You got to start it? off, Top, what's up? You got a lacrosse joke you want to throw in there? Isn't it the, oh, I guess it's not, I don't know, I don't know if it doesn't really count as pro sports internet. It, is it the World Basketball Association or is it something else? You know what I just realized? It's FIBA. You know what I just realized? What?
0: PGA. Oh yeah, Professional yeah. Golf
2: Association.
0: I guess there's more associations than we think. What the fuck Anyways. does LIV stand for?
1: Yeah, moving on.
0: <laughs> I don't think it stands for anything, it just makes money. That's really how that one works stands for don't look at these human rights violations
1: watch watch the nice golfers
0: live stands for ignore the journalists we've hung behind us
1: yeah Jesus.
0: (laughs) i I tried to take a victory sip and inhaled my coffee
1: what what kind of real quick before you get going what kind of coffee you drinking mr i'm drinking
0: yeah i'm drinking um uh rwandan pour over rwandan yeah, Rwanda, the country in Africa. It's
1: um, oh yeah, Rwanda forever. I okay. got <laughs> and
0: ever and ever. Now we're blowing nope. it up. Um, yeah, it's got it's got kind of berry notes to it. Yeah, and it's very it, like it's probably supposed to be acidic, but I don't know. I I tend to not get too much acidity when I make pour overs. I don't know if it's just the way I make it. If it's I need to calibrate my grinder better or something, but pretty neutrally acidic. Isn't Ethiopian coffee a thing?
2: Yeah. Love of so African coffee.
0: So where where like coffee is is grown is just equatorial wines. So
1: all around the world, if the equator touches a continent at some place, okay. assume they make coffee there. Gotcha. Because it's just weird to be like, oh, you know, Ethiopia has a big problem with like people not having enough food to eat. They got a fuckload of coffee though. <laughs> no, like you know the other thing, Ethiopia
0: exports like a shitload of cocoa. Oh yeah, cacao, baby. And every once in a while, you'll see videos pop up online where someone goes to Ethiopia and gives Ethiopian people chocolate for the first time. And they've just never fucking had it. They've been, like, farming cocoa their whole life and have never had chocolate. I feel like there's some something fucked up going on over there. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> the other day I was complaining because I bought a bottle of wine and it had a twist-off on it instead of a cork. And I was like, I feel like I can never reseal these things. So, probably need to take into account that there's people in the world who farm yeah. cocoa their entire life without having chocolate when I complain about this stuff. that's true. Anyways, well,
2: let's... Uh, you want to talk about millionaires? I want to talk
1: about ch millionaire specifically. You mean ka-millionaire? Gonna catch me it, riding dirty. Gonna get oh, okay. me riding dirty. I think it was Ch millionaire Is there an H in there? Yeah, but it's ka- ka-millionaire. It's a silent H, or is it like it's, ka
0: Millionaire. <laughs> this is this is the whitest conversation you've ever yeah. had. <laughs> you started by mispronouncing chameleonaires' name. Also, name two chameleonaire songs. Riding
1: Dirty. I'll spot you that one. Mm-hmm. I'm a young money chameleonaire. <laughs> That's Lil Wayne. You said this is the whitest uh, conversation I've ever had, but we're about to talk hockey in like 30 to 45 minutes. So Well, at this rate, we're going to talk hockey in about two hours. All right. Back on track.
0: Speaking of, uh, I don't know, rapping in an there. amount of time, well, that segue doesn't really work because we're going to start off by talking about Draymond Green, Mike. Yeah. For those of you who, I don't know, just woke up from a week-long coma and don't know what happened in the last week and your first thought was, you know what, I'm going to listen to Baski. First thank off, you. thank you. We appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, second, earlier this week, Suns Warriors... Draymond hits Yusuf Nurkic with a Rainmaker. Takes him down to the ground. You know, you get that wrist control. There's no getting out of the Rainmaker. Mm -hmm. Draymond catches an indefinite suspension for this move. Gets tossed from the game. This is the second time he's been suspended this season, including the uh, Rudy Gobert chokehold. First off, is Draymond Green proving that we shouldn't be showing such violent things on TV? Is he getting bad ideas? Because I'm telling you, man, in my, my lead pass watchability, I ended up comparing this to the Rainmaker. I was looking at a lot of different wrestling gifs to try to figure out exactly what the move was. There's a lot of moves it could have been. Yeah, you texted me Judas Effect. Yeah, it, it, when I saw it on the, the broadcast, it looked more like a backhand swing. And then as I watched it more, he like fully turned around and got him with the, the forearm. Yeah, you
1: got like full rotation. Yeah. That's why I moved off Judas Effect because Judas Effect, you kind of fall backwards into. There's a joke in there about a former Baltimore Ravens running back, but I'm not going to take it. I don't even know how to move on past that. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening to Baski this week. We are now canceled.
0: Um, so so just just to, to kind of recap through here. In the last couple of years, we have Draymond Green hitting Yusuf Nurkic with the Rainmaker. We have Draymond Green throwing Rudy Gobert into a headlock. We have Draymond Green stopping on Sabonis like he's in Damakensu. And we have Draymond Green just fucking cold cocking Jordan Poole. preseason training camp are you worried about draymond green or do you
2: think
1: this is all kind of overblown well i have thoughts so first i want to put this on the table get out there because i know he is uh isn't he going into some kind of program isn't that part of the suspension we don't really know what the what
0: was outlined by adam silver for him to return it's assumed anger management is part of it, but I haven't seen
1: any hard reporting on what that's actually going to be. Gotcha. So what I was going to say, uh, the point I was getting at was, just to get this out there, big advocate of mental health. I empathize with people who may have any kind of mental health issue. And everybody should, I, you know, want to say that part. If that is like something that is factoring into this. Uh, but I, I don't, it's just got, it's, it's, it's got to it like, I'm of two minds. One has gotten to like an erratic, like constant point to where now people are like, whoa, what's going on with Draymond? It's still kind of a little bit of who he's always been. I mean, this guy has hit more dudes in the balls than, I don't know, like kids in my high school gym class. I can't believe of all the people that are going to record podcasts talking about
0: Draymond Green, you didn't manage to throw out a heel reference there. You didn't go Johnny Gargano on that one.
1: I kick him in the ding ding. Yeah, he's Draymond yeah. kick he's kicked so many people in the balls. He's like after this happened there was so many people on Twitter who was posting compilation videos of all this like you know, that whether you want to call it cheap, dirty, or whatever stuff that Draymond's done in the past. Now it just feels like what he's doing is more egregious and more often. But I, I'm so surprised that now this is like everybody's come to Jesus moment. Like for me, the like straw broke when I was dumbfounded last year when people were, like, kind of defending him or, like, downplaying the sub- the Sabonis thing. Yeah, the Sabonis one didn't bother me that much. I, I remember it didn't. And to yeah. me, I was like, he stomped on his chest violently, in my opinion, and then, like, leapt off of him. And did ever, any of these hits where Draymond does something like this, you notice that he always, like, then, like, flings his body and his limbs out. Like, he's going to get away with kneeing a dude in the balls and make them think it was a total accident. <laughs> like, he, he does like that on all these things. But so that's what he did. It's a bonus. And for me, that was my, like, whoa, this is, like, not okay. But he got one game suspension. Everybody moved on. Even after, like, the, the Go Bear issue, I didn't really, like, push the subject and, like, bring it up because I was just kind of like, I don't Like, no one's going to say anything about this. No one's going to start to be like, hey, there's some red flags here with, with Draymond. Everybody's just going to be like, ah, it's Draymond. But he's putting Rudy Gobert in a fucking rear naked choke (laughs) almost. And it's uncalled for. And so now this one has been like everybody's like, oh my god, what's going on with Draymond moment? And I just personally think it's been like, it's like people are a little late to the party in my opinion. I am so glad
0: that we're on complete opposite sides of this. Oh, okay. I think this is so overblown. Like, like, all the Draymond stuff is so overblown. Yeah, he's a dirty player. But we've had dirty players in the association for generations like the only thing that he's done that i truly am like this is a concerning thing that we should be worried about is when he cold cock jordan pool as a teammate in training camp not in the heat of the game not for a competitive advantage he just fucking loaded back and threw a punch at his teammate second this whole nurkitz thing like you watch it in real time I think he intended to pop Nurkic. I don't think he intended to take Nurkic down the way he did. I think he wanted to, like, put some weight in Nurkic, get himself some room. It wasn't like it was two guys jarring over a rebound and it got hot. It looked like he was trying to make a basketball move and just went in too hard on it. And I get it. It's the accumulation of a lot of things that's eventually led to the suspension. But this whole, like, should we be concerned about Draymond? Is, does Draymond have an anger issue? I think Draymond's a competitor, and I think he's a dirty player. I don't think that Draymond Green is a danger to other players. I don't think Draymond Green is a danger to himself. Obviously, off the court, outside of the Jordan Poole thing, no issues. Draymond's never had, like, no. yeah, he's never had, like, red flags going off the way that, you know, half the NFL has outside of outside of the game of basketball. But he's a dirty player. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. There's dirty players, man. Adama and sue, you know, not to name drop him twice – was on the Eagles last year. No one gave a fuck. And Dominik is a dirty player. Kelly Olinick still gets jobs in the NBA. Kelly Olinick's a dirty player. I mean, dirty players exist. It's just that Draymond is like a spotlight guy. Like, he's, A, he's had a a lot of these high profile things. I mean, you think of like when he punted LeBron's boys in, what was that, game three, game four of the uh, 2016 finals that they eventually went on to lose. Yeah. He, he had that, you know, the Gobert headlock, the, the Jordan Poole punch. That one was preseason. We had nothing else to talk about. So he's had some of these in high-profile spots. But the pearl clutching that's going on over this
1: Draymond Green thing is just outrageous to me. Yeah, I don't... First off, for those who, uh, you know, since you can't see us, Adam's currently wearing a Rashid Wallace jersey. <laughs> his favorite, favorite player of all time. And wearing brass knuckles, <laughs> both of them. Yes. <laughs> He's about to go get out his Washington Capitals, Tom Wilson, Jersey next. Cause uh, he loves dirty players to so really get some going. <laughs> I don't, for me, it just feels like it's, it's escalating to a certain point in a, I mean, three suspensions in a calendar year, not great. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like the last 3 I've just been more violent than what I've come to. Exp- like it's, Crossed a line of being like a little more violent to me than what would be the typical Draymond stuff, you know, like holding on to some dude's leg and when they're like scuffling for the ball and like dragging him down kind of, or once again, like pretending like he got bumped and he goes flying and just happens to kick a guy in the balls while he does it. Like that's the stuff I think of when I think of all right, Draymond's kind of a cheap shot guy, but goddamn, he's competitive. He's a phenomenal defensive player. Um, this stuff just to me, it seems like a different level. Personally, I mean he. To go back to one of your things, like he hit Jordan Pool so hard that Jordan Poole forgot how to play basketball. He can no longer do it. <laughs> it knocked the basketball player right at him. No, like I totally agree. Like the the Jordan Pool thing is really the concerning part here. But the
0: rest of these, like okay, the Gobert thing, that was Draymond defending his teammate, and yeah, you went too far, man. Yeah, but he he wasn't throwing punches. He didn't hurt anyone. Rudy Gobert could breathe fine, obviously. His face wasn't, like, fucking turning red or purple or anything. No. It was, you know, quote-unquote, a breaking of the code, if you want to call it that. But, yeah, like, it wasn't, it didn't have any serious effects. And second, like, this NERC thing, like I already said, you watch it in real time, it really does not come off like his intent was to pin him to win the NJPW World Heavyweight
1: Championship. Uh, See, I think, in my opinion, it looks like, I I don't know if he was intending to, like, swing around and... Maybe make contact the way he did, but to me, it looked like he was totally going, I'm going to win me on like n- knock the shit out of this dude. Whether it's yeah, supposed he was to be his to...
0: forearm or what? Yeah, I think he was trying to hit him to to give himself some space, but I think he was going for like a violent basketball play, not a I'm going to fuck up Nerk play. Flagrant two is what you think. Flagrant one. Ah, flagrant two. Yeah, Flagrant two. That <laughs> was, Flag... was not a basketball move. <laughs> flagrant two without a suspension, I guess, is what I think. Um, I do just want to point out, it's funny you bring up Rashid Wallace. I was double checking this. That's why I didn't immediately say Rasheed Wallace on the Gilbert Arenas podcast
2: mm-hmm.
0: said that Draymond grew up in the 2004 Pistons locker room because <laughs> he knew like he, he was like family friends with like someone in the front office on the Pistons. Wow. So he was spending time in that locker room and like fucking Rasheed Wallace was like, this is kind of the 2004 Pistons fault.
1: Yeah. And I, I will give you one thing. I do think even though we're on different side of the fences, I do think there's like a fair argument to be made that maybe some people are blowing it up because these kind of things aren't really part of today's NBA. Like the image the NBA has now and like the way things are done, it's way different from some other past teams and this, the kind of thing you would see. So that could be part of why some people in your eyes are blowing it out of proportion. Cause they're just used to like, Oh my God, like those aren't like step back threes or running to the lane and getting a foul because someone's hand grazed their arm. This isn't the basketball I love. Yeah, in every facet, Draymond's a throwback player. Absolutely. He's but a like... defensive
0: first three who thinks the game can't score, can't shoot. <laughs> he's he's a throwback player. He mm-hmm. would fit in real well in the 70s.
1: He doesn't... No, no one's... Or even people have told him. He has no idea how tall he is. In his mind, he is seven foot. And he will play like he's seven foot, like yeah. he doesn't back down from guys. And but my thing is, like, I, to take this to like an on the court aspect, like at what point is it not? Does this, at what point does this play get to a point where it's like this drama isn't worth it, man? Yeah, I think
0: it's it's probably getting there. Yeah,
1: I think I think the Warriors have some pretty serious
0: decisions to make in the next fifteen to twenty games. I was about, surprised about a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I was surprised that they kept the you know splash brothers core together didn't try to get out of the the clay contract brought back draymond i was actually a little surprised by it and they may have done it one year too long with the way things are going yeah or maybe two years it feels like they should have broken it up after that last
0: finals um all right we got to move on too much to talk about today to keep arguing about if draymond green is uh you know lee harvey oswald or not um Next up, talking about weird, like, fight scuffle type things in the last week. This whole Giannis thing against the Pacers. So once again, for our comatose listener, or formerly com- comatose listener, uh, Giannis dropped 64, sets a, a Milwaukee Bucks franchise record for scoring against the Pacers. The Pacers decide they're going to take the game ball because Oscar Simbaway, uh, I believe is how you pronounce his name, scored his first career points, which first off, like, a bunch of reporters went out and talked to players, and, like, no one has the game ball from their first points. Second, this kid, this young man, I keep doing that, this young man already scored points in the in-season tournament finale, but that doesn't count for regular season stats. So, it's Adam Silver's fault. Yeah, it's, it's, everything's Adam Silver's fault. That's Draymond's, uh, you know, yeah. clotheslining um, Nurkic was Adam Silver's fault. Um, but th- that's what makes this whole thing kind of stink, is like, okay, really? Really? You guys You guys wanted the game ball for the guy for scoring his first career points? He already scored his first career points. I don't care if they count or not. These points against Milwaukee meant less to this guy than they did for the in-season tournament finale. Those meant more to that guy. Let's be real. Yeah. But the Pacers take the game ball, head off down the tunnel after getting just blown out by, by Milwaukee. Giannis fucking loses his mind. He's yelling at Halliburton, he's yelling at Rick Carlisle, and his older brother, Thanasis, goes down the Pacers tunnel to try to get the game ball back. Which is, it's great because afterwards, he just goes and does like a a post-game interview. He's so chill. He's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, it's a good win. Saw Giannis, scored a lot of points. Didn't you just chase an entire basketball team down a tunnel to get a game ball? Eventually, Giannis gets a ball. No one knows if it was actually the game ball or not. But let me ask you this: Who was right and who was wrong?
1: I mean, Giannis was losing his fucking mind over this. Yeah, because I imagine Giannis and the Bucks had no idea, like, oh, that's just like random rookie's first point. Which once again, that is counted.
0: Yes, he had points already in his basketball career, but this is his first regular season points.
1: Yeah, because the final, the in-season tournament finals happened in some sort of weird bubble, some some universe beyond space and time where it actually doesn't exist. I guess you know what they say: What happens in Vegas doesn't count for the regular season that's what they say. So like I can understand them being like what the hell? Why are they taking the ball? I also kind of agree that like it's not like when you score your first goal in hockey. It's much different in my opinion with basketball getting your, your first points in the NBA. So I, I mean maybe Giannis is, in hindsight his reaction looks like maybe if someone was like, "Hey, that was that rookie's first points." He'd be like, "Oh, my bad, but still give me the fucking ball." <laughs> he wouldn't have freaked out the way he had. My only hope is that Pacers get down the tunnel. They turn to go under their locker room. And Costas and to come brother. Their, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just standing there in the doorway of their locker room. I also like the idea that when chick goes down, Giannis, you know, one of the best players in the world, he can't risk like getting hurt or something going wrong. So he's just like, The Nassus, get him! <laughs> <laughs> he's got cronies, and his cronies yeah. are his brothers. <laughs> I,
0: this my my real problem with this. I know people get are getting like, whoa, Giannis totally overreacted once again. I'm like, I'm all about it. Let's let's fucking get vile drama back in the NBA.
1: It makes the sport more fun. These players like each other too much now. Okay, uh, Brady said something about that. Tom Brady said something about how like, like all like the Q, top QBs today are all like friends, you know, like good buddies. Yeah. Like when they're not playing, he was like, I think I may have had dinner with Peyton Manning like twice. No, <laughs> Like, I'm out there to win. I'm out there to compete. None of these guys are my friends. They're all fucking playing Fortnite together. It blows, man. Like,
0: I want these guys to have some legitimate vitriol against each other. It makes it more dramatic and more excited. It, yeah. It's same problem in F1. Like, all the best F1 drivers are like fucking bros now. That stuff's fun as a viewer. The drama is fun. Let's get more anger back in the NBA. By the way, Pacers, Bucks, they play a back-to-back against each other in January.
1: Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Very really fun. Also, one more point I want to make is that and this goes in general for like special moments or performances. This rookie could have scored forty, and if they still got blown out, blew out, you don't get the game ball when your team gets their ass kicked. That's yeah. my personal opinion. Especially, yeah, you you don't get you don't get
0: the, the game ball when your your team gets blown out. Like I wonder if Devin Booker has that game ball from when he scored seventy
1: and they lost. Like,
0: yeah, he, he they didn't. lost to the Celtics.
1: Like, yeah, like if he tried to take it. Someone from the Celtics should have walked up and just stabbed it. (laughs) And like, no, you don't get
0: this. All right. So my my final thought on it is Rick Carlisle was obviously up to some shit. He was upset. That's why he gave out the game ball. I'm fucking guarantee it. Next up. Checking off the boxes on news items. Nikola Jokic gets ejected for the second time this season. Yeah. So Jokic, uh, they're playing at, at Chicago. There's some foul that gets called, or some stoppage when Jokic wanted to be a foul. He turns to the ref and goes, "Call the fucking foul," and he gets booted from the game. So is that is that settled? That's what he. That's all he said. Yeah, okay. yeah. They, like you can you can see the audio. There's, there's clips online. You can actually like find okay. the audio of it. Um, the Chicago Bulls crowd. Remember, this is a home game for the Bulls, and the best player in the NBA just got kicked out of the game. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Bulls crowd starts booing the refs.
1: Yeah, I would too. Like, they they didn't pay for Bulls tickets to watch Zach Levine sit on the bench and old man DeMar DeRozan. They were like, oh shit, Joker's coming to town. Let's go get Bulls tickets. These, like, the refs have been
0: outrageous this year, man. They booted Giannis for hanging on the rim. That's dumb. They've booted Jokic twice now. Like, uh, no one fucking cares if you get in your feelings, refs. Unless someone physically touches you stop stop with this shit man yeah it's unfair most jobs if someone swears at you it's a big deal this is the NBA this is a billion dollar organization that around the clock people are spending their money on for people like Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo Mm -hmm. you can't boot these guys out of games because you get your feelings hurt man like seriously If LeBron turns to a ref and says, call the fucking foul, do they dare toss him? Oh, hell no. So why are you tossing Jokic? Jokic is the best player in the league.
1: Oh, I was hot. I was hot, man. Yeah. Did you see this? So I guess um, Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago spoke with crew chief Mark Lindsay. This is how this little back and forth went. I don't know if you've seen this yet. No. So the reporter asks, what did Jokic do or say to warrant the first technical foul? Lindsay says, to be clear, Jokic was ejected after one technical foul because he directed profane language at the official that by our standards warranted an ejection. Is that question? Is that typical for an ejection to follow one technical foul? This is the weirdest response. Uh Lindsay responds, to be clear, Jokic was ejected after one technical foul. Yes, the reporter just stated that in his question. Why are you repeating it? Question, did you receive a warning between the first technical foul and the ejection? Again, to be clear. Jokic was ejected after one technical (laughs) foul. (laughs) I don't know what Lindsey was getting at by repeating that. Uh, And the last question was, obviously, the language was so strongly received that it warranted an ejection in your guys' eyes. And Lindsey said, we don't typically publicly get into exactly what a player said, but the language reached the standard for an ejection. So apparently, the F word, that's that's the bar. Yeah. You can't break that.
0: This, like, we've, we've had so many problems with refing this year. Remember the fucking ref when Geno Smith was explaining why it wasn't intentional grounding and he said, I'm talking to America? Yeah. <laughs> what is with these ref god complexes
1: suddenly? It has to be because, is there, like, a jealousy? Like, I'm out here calling a game for these guys that are making an astronomical amount, higher amount of money than me, and so now I'm angry or something? If, think- I, think, I think it's, like, the same reason that police keep
0: brutally assaulting people. Like these fuckers get a little bit of power, and it just goes
1: straight to their head. Yeah, that that I can see. And to go back to your LeBron point, I feel like maybe it's because Jokic isn't like as commercially a star. Like everybody, watch basketball or not, knows LeBron James.
0: Yeah, I mean, does Adam Silver get on the horn after this game and get in the crew chief's ear? Does that happen? Because he he would if someone kicked LeBron for swearing. Oh hell yeah, yeah. He would if someone kicked
1: Steph Curry for swearing. Do you do you feel like in general the refs have been uh, on some sort of sliding scale so far this year? Do you feel like the refs have been worse? I don't know what's going on. I feel like it's hard to say worse,
0: but they're calling too many ticky tack fouls, and I feel like we're supposed to have this whole like flopping for a free throw thing out of the league. But still, like Harden had uh, had one of those against the Warriors where he ripped through someone at the three point line. Chucked the ball straight up in the air. Didn't get anywhere near the hoop. Got three free throws out of it. Hmm. Like, this was supposed to be out of the league. So, A, you're chucking players we want to watch. And B, you're not making the game more interesting with the calls you're making. So, can we do something to fucking fix this, man?
1: Yeah. it, it Even, like, the, the Giannis one is even more... Well, they're both terrible. But, like, the Giannis hanging on the rim, like, that's... Stuff like that always gets on my nerves. Or if, like, a football player like, stares someone down for scoring a touchdown, they're like, 15 yards, taunting, do it again, you're out. Yeah. These, yeah. Are, these are competitive sports, and you're expecting dudes not to flex when they make a good play. So
0: yeah. it's funny you say that. I realized when you were talking about the honest thing, it wasn't even that he hung on the rim, it's that he dunked and then flexed at the camera. That's why they tossed him. No charisma. You can show no charisma. Yeah. You just want to turn every league into the NHL?
1: Damn! Taking shots, brother. We want to see no passion out there, just straight face the whole time. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I agree.
0: All right, Uh, got a couple more things to talk about here. Hopefully, I won't be as hot for these. Uh, I'm gonna skip over one on our rundown. Mike just didn't want to throw you way off. We'll we'll circle back to this in a second. The Clippers are outrageously hot right now. Yeah. Six straight wins. Haven't lost a game in December. During this time. Kawhi is shooting 50-50-90 on 720 true shooting with 140 offensive rating. When he's on the floor, they're like plus 15 on the net rating, which is one of the best on-off splits in the league through December. And this month he's averaging a 22-5-4 while playing like the third or fourth best defensive on-off
1: split of any starting lineup. Do we owe the Clippers an apology? I do. Specifically to Kawhi Leonard, who I, I was shit talking a lot going into the year and earlier in the year and when the Harden trade happened and I just kept shitting on him. And then. I, I don't know if you mentioned it there, because he had that one. Massive game, was that last week? Uh, yeah, it was on the eighth at Utah. 41 okay. points. Yeah. And like I saw he did that and I was like, uh oh. Someone started making him listen to the basket pod. I gave him bulletin board material, and now the board man's back. He's back the with the bulletin board man. Bulletin board man is back. <laughs> bucket bucket. Um, bucket
0: bucket. <laughs> just pulling up his stats here, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has missed two free throws in in, in December. In that, that Utah game you were talking about, his shooting splits were 60-75-100. He's just on fire right now. That's decent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think we, we owe the Clippers at least a tiny apology. Maybe not like a major one, but, you know. We, we were writing them off. We were, we were reveling in their losing streak when they first traded for Harden. Oh, now yeah. they've kind of seemed to figure it out, and it definitely helps that Kawhi is playing like San Antonio, Toronto, Kawhi again with, I guess with what worse defense, but better shooting, but you know, you get the general
1: idea. Yeah. I mean, my, you could sum my thing up with, I basically was like PG's best player. Kawhi's is a shell of his former self and Harden's washed. And like the only upside is he can still pass the ball. That was basically my, like summing up what I thought of the Clippers after the Harden deal. And I, I, I feel like I have been pretty wrong. Do you consider them to be a contender yet, off off this run? No, they're the Clippers. <laughs> you know
0: they play the Knicks tonight. Do they? Are you
1: worried? They have the same record right now too. By the way, fourteen and no, ten. You think I don't want to? Who wants to come play the Knicks? Well, after or host the Knicks. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> the night after Brunson drops a fifty burger and goes hundred percent from beyond the arc. Yeah, what do you shoot? Was he like 8 for 8? 9 for 9. 9 for 9? Yeah. For he. I had that on my second screen while I was working on some other stuff on my main screen. Yeah. And the best part was, just to reference the Giannis thing, I don't know if you saw it, but like the game was ending, and some Knicks bench player, I can't remember, was like just dribbling the ball. Buzzer sounds, Randall beelines it out to him and snatches the ball from from the dude Yeah, I saw that. He's just holding it above his head. It was pretty funny. And it was also funny in that game was that... I was like looking at the box afterwards. it's was like, oh damn, like Randall and Barrett actually both had like an efficient shooting night and put up like over 20 points. <laughs> yeah. Randall, Randall's been good lately. He's, he's been, he's
0: better. basically been good since uh, they lost that in-season tournament game in the group stage.
1: Yeah. And then um, Brunson just went ballistic. Also Nick's Twitter were full of receipts. Cause uh, Kenny the jet Smith. The man himself on TNT is whatever, inside the NBA, whatever it's called. Um, Uh, This is
0: why the Knicks are going to stay in the middle. Every game that they play, they always have the second best player. You don't have the best player
1: on the floor. No, uh, Knicks. Oh, no. He also said the Knicks don't have a player better than Bancaro. And so everybody was tweeting Brunson's stat line last night, along with Paolo Bancaro, who had 14 points, four boards, and five assists. (laughs) ridiculous (laughs) every every twitter twitter is both makes sports better and
0: ruins them sometimes (laughs) yeah all right any any more any more thoughts
2: on
1: this clipper streak no it's fun when there's two good teams in la it feels like there can only be one because the lakers have been ice cold since
0: the end of the in season tournament like they lost to the fucking miserable spurs
1: yesterday to end the spurs 20 game losing streak (laughs) Yeah, no, I still can't jump on Clippers as contenders bandwagon. Even though, it, like, I think that take makes sense. Like, they're heating up to get in that, like, maybe to start getting into that talk. But it's just, you say Clippers, and it still doesn't compute. So. Yeah, it's such an old
0: team, too. I don't know. I like Zubats. Zubats is good. <laughs> Even though he doesn't look like an NBA player. Um, all right. Speaking of, speaking of the, the losing streaks with the Spurs, you got to talk to Pistons here. Pistons Mm -hmm. have lost 22 straight, including last night, getting absolutely blown off the court by the 76ers. Oh
1: shit, they started the season 2-1. and Good for them. (laughs) It's
2: a hot start for Detroit. Well, compared to losing
0: 22 straight, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) But the Pistons games are almost becoming like must-see to see if they can break the streak, right? We all want to root for greatness. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Pistons are getting there. By the way, they play the Bucks today. So, if Giannis drops 65 points, Pistons, do not try to take the game ball. Do not. The Pistons are now four games away from tying the longest single-season losing streak in the NBA history. So, that's the 2010-2011 Cavs, which is the year after LeBron left. That was the year after the decision. And the 2013-14 Sixers, which is in the middle of the process. Mm-hmm. The difference here feels like this team didn't A just lose a LeBron caliber player at the height of his powers or B are in the middle of a well thought out plan to accumulate draft assets. It seems like the Pistons came into the season and said, fuck yeah, we're getting Kate Cunningham back. We just drafted off Sir Thompson. We got Mm -hmm. Jay Nivey. We don't know what to do with him. He's awesome, but we barely play him. We got Killian Hayes. He kind of sucks, but he's really good on defense. We're going to be a fringe playing team this season and then proceeded to be arguably the worst team in the NBA.
1: Doesn't that, like, track, though? When you in look at business? No, being, like, the worst team in the league. Like, I feel like that tracks when you look at I I just feel like the way they've handled the last few seasons of trying to, like, rebuild this team have been not... It, it ha... At no point has it felt, like, poignant with, like, this is the direction we're going, this is the team we're building. It, to me, it's always just felt like... Eh. Get this guy's good. Get that draft yeah. that guy. He's he's good. And it's like all right, well, how are you gonna make all these pieces work? I'm like, oh, yeah, they can't figure out how to make Jade Ivy Ivey work. Cade
0: Cunningham has definitely been a disappointment. I think he'll be a good NBA player, but he he's not gonna be as good as some of the other number one picks we've had in recent years. Yeah. I mean, just like looking back, like Wimbayama, Bancaro. Um I think the year before that was Cade then. Like He's definitely a distant third on those list, on that list. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just some other people that are, like, in that conversation there, like Anthony Edwards, who looks like he's going to be a a top 10 player in the NBA. So Bankera looks like a disappointment there, and definitely not the cornerstone that you want to have on a championship team. Maybe, like, the third best guy you want on a championship team. I ended up writing about the Pistons on my League Pass watchability rankings this week, because I am all in, man. Like, I'm going to catch every Pistons game and just root, root, root for them to lose.
1: Yeah, like you said we we love greatness as that as you were getting at. On the flip side, we love greatness in the other direction. I just like, w- I just want to yeah I want to see
0: the the longest streaks of all time, including this. Right,
1: I mean it's why like I like I always have to make a college football reference, but it's why like late in the season when like Iowa Hawkeyes game unders got ridiculously low, their fans literally started wearing shirts that said "punt" on it and were, like, cheering whenever they'd punt because they were like, our offense is terrible. Let's get in on it. <laughs> so the Pistons, the Pistons' next few games,
0: they're they're at the Bucks today. That feels like a loss. They're at the Hawks on Monday.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That feels like a loss because the Pistons are terrible, not like the Hawks are great. Here's, here's where my concern comes in. One game short of tying the streak, they're playing at home against the Jazz. Ooh. The Jazz just gave Portland a win. Portland's a terrible team. And Portland was favored in that game. So that could be the streak buster there. Gotta, we all got to put on our, our rally caps together, root for the Utah Jazz, get some Walker Kessler dunks going.
1: Yeah, Walker but, Kessler Ranger. Well,
0: yeah. If they lose that game, then next they have a home and home against the Pistons, or against the Nets. And I think the Nets are a better team than the Pistons. So that's that's yes, what we got to get through. We just got to, everyone, everyone, you know, pray, get your whatever little idiosyncrasies or, or superstitions you have going, we all got to root for the Jazz on Thursday, December 21st.
1: I agree. We all got to put our, our Lori Markin and jerseys on or Jordan Clarkson <laughs> jerseys on. We got to be there for the squad. Got be, to be there for the, the Utah fighting Mormons.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we only have one more news item. I mean, there's, there's a couple things I want to hit on here. Uh, first off, John Morant comes back this week yeah any thoughts on
1: that um he's got a lot of ground to make up so hopefully he's been uh keeping himself in tip-top game shape and ready to fucking go because he's gonna have to he's gonna have to pick up desmond bain who's probably currently on the ground exhausted still (laughs) from trying to carry this team he's got to pick him up get him a gatorade and, and get in there and help this team let me let me ask you this
0: The right now, let me me pull
1: up the standings just to make sure I get this right. I got them right here. How many
0: games out of the play-in are the uh, Grizzlies right now?
2: They are six and
0: a half. Yeah, six and a half. Six and a half games out of the play-in. Do you think John Morant is able to erase that deficit? Just just to give you guys a, a heads up for those of you not looking at the standings right now. The teams currently in the playoffs are playing Timberwolves, Nuggets, Thunder, Mavericks, Kings, Rockets, Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans, Suns. Really? The only team that would surprise me if they ended up in the playoffs by the end of this would be the Rockets.
2: Yeah. So if you're I- saying you're opening up, up
0: one spot, are the Grizzlies really going to jump the Warriors? For That'd that spot? Darkest. I mean, the Warriors, the Warriors have four games on them.
1: Yeah, and they still have Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that was my whole thing going into our futures pod of why I was very negative on the Grizz. And I mean, at, with the way that things have gone, people are like, "Well, this was that wasn't really a hot take, Mike." But for Dallas to win that division, and I was just basically like, "That's going to be too big of a hole for the Grizzlies to overcome once Ja comes back." And I, I think that's the situation they're in. That would be like an unbelievable turnaround. Like Ja would get MVP votes if he comes back and is going nuts and gets this team. Like in, I mean, the, the play in, maybe not. That wouldn't get him MVP points. So imagine if he got like into the top six.
0: Yeah. If he, if he manages to get them out of the play in, like you said, like top six, he'll get MVP votes. He won't win it, but he'll get votes. Other, other, uh, Western Conference playoff note here, real quick. Uh, Bradley Beal injured again.
1: Turned his yes. ankle in the game. <laughs> I only played five minutes last night. Yeah. Oh, unfortunate.
0: Is there some kind of curse we don't know about on the Phoenix Suns or maybe just on, on Arizona sports in general? Like if if we can really seal this, if Arizona wins their way out of a top two pick and Kyler Murray still leaves, that's how we can really seal this curse. But like, do we not know about all of the Arizona teams coming together at some point and deciding to trade Babe Ruth to the Yankees? Is this
1: like a secret we don't know about? I think just the Sun situation feels like karma to me. For what? I don't know, For like trading if- away Chris Paul. No, maybe not karma. It just feels like, what did you think was going to happen? Like I'm sure they didn't think the injuries would be this crazy, but Beals had injury trouble the last two years in Washington. And so this was a possibility. And also, I get very... I'll take any chance to take a shot at a team if I feel like they... I'm not going to say they overpaid for him, but I don't know, when teams constantly just empty out the cabinet. They do it, and they bring in Durant. And that one I can get. They do it again bring out whatever was left after that to bring in Beal. And it's like, all right, you're awesome. You got your big three guns. Let's hope that works. And you got one who has injury problems. Like, I feel like this is a mess of their own creation. Yeah. What would it take for you to start believing in the Suns team? Like,
0: would would all three of those guys have to play, like, 25 games together straight? Would that give you some faith in them?
1: Yeah, like if these guys get healthy and get rolling, then I will be the first to be like, I, I, I didn't mean that. What are you talking? I didn't, I didn't say that. No, that wasn't me. It was some other guy. I never said that. I, I love Kevin Durant. So. Oh yeah, I want to see him in the playoffs.
0: You, how can you watch basketball and not love Devin Booker and Kevin Durant?
1: Nah, Devin those Booker's guys,
0: whatever. Those guys fucking rule. How can you? You don't watch enough Suns. That's what I'm learning from this.
1: I don't like Devin Booker's hair. That is a ridiculous take. He's got a weird head shape. Oh, KD's hair. There's a luscious head of locks.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> KD needs to go to LeBron's HGH guy to get his hair back. All right, Mike. My, uh... God, I I, I want to talk about the in-season tournament. We're probably going to have to cut it for time here. Mm. The trade window has officially opened in the NBA. So I want to play a quick game with you to cover mm. this. So basically, the way that it works is that as of people signing their contract this offseason december 15th is the magic number starting december 15th players who signed a contract this offseason are eligible to be traded so as it is now december 16th that number has just passed we are officially in the trade window so i I wrote down just like a general list of people this isn't by any means comprehensive it's just some people that are either in rumors they seem in position to get traded they have a team that maybe needs some stuff that could flip them just want to go through with you here and do a quick. Yes, no. Does this guy get traded? Starting off, I'll, I'll go team by team here, which is some of the teams I okay. wrote down. So starting off here, starting with the Bulls, Zach Levine. Yes, no. Does Zach Levine get traded? Oof.
1: Yeah, someone will talk themselves into it. Or someone oh. will over- overlook the the risks they'll, they'll take on because of injuries and, and salary. Yeah, elite score, lots of injury trouble, but he's he's a really
0: good test case for this new... NBA, like the draconian NBA double luxury tax rules now because mm-hmm. he's an expensive contract and he's not going to go to a team that's rebuilding because there's no reason for that so that, it'll be a good look at how how much people are willing to test that upper threshold to make a finals run uh, next up on the Bulls old man DeMar DeRozan
1: maybe I, I'll say yeah but,
0: is his contract bad uh he's a uh, uh, expiring deal Twenty-eight point six million this year, free agent next year. Oh shit! I
1: could definitely see a contender being like, "Oh, let's go get a go get a vet like Demar." Yeah, I, I kind of would like him on the Lakers. I was just about to say I could see LeBron saying, "Let's go get like Demar." He's old like me. Last one on the Bulls, Alex Caruso.
0: Who would want him? He's so Everyone. ugly. He's so He's good. So ugly. He's uh, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Yeah, I, I, if he's he's available, a team will definitely take him. You're not, you're right. And uh, he's he's making about nine and a half a year, so not not an overwhelming ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, I think the most likely one to get traded is Alex Caruso. I think Alex Caruso has a lot of utility to top teams, especially like if if somehow Milwaukee could figure out a way to get him, get some mm-hmm. perimeter defense. I think that'd be a good move. Uh, I'm really, really interested to see what happens with Zach Levine, with how expensive his price tag is and how often yeah. he's been injured. Like I was. Thinking
1: like, ooh, Nick Skill, Zach Levine. And then thinking like about the the injury part of it, I was like, oh, I'll pass. Nothing aggravates me more than a good player who is constantly hurt. And yet you love Kevin Durant. Next
0: up, Toronto Raptors with the year too late team, if anyone. You remember what they did last year at the trade deadline after all the talk of who they could move? Remember. I know, I think- they had Fred Van Vliet on an expiring. Yeah. They have OG Annobi and Pascal Siakam and they're in the middle of, like, quote-unquote rebuilding around Scotty Barnes. They traded for Yakupirtle. That's their only move they did at the trade deadline. What the fuck? Like, I love Masai Ujiri. This guy does not know how to sell assets. He just knows how to buy them. So the the two Raptors players, uh, OG and
2: Anobi,
1: yes or no? Okay, can I say no? Is the next one going to be Siakam? Yeah. I'm going to say no to both because I think somehow I, I'd want Masai uh, to somehow fuck this up too. And then OG declines the option, Siakam walks, and he gets, he gets nothing for his three best players over the last couple of years.
0: Oh my god. I, like That's that's borderline fi, fire Masai Ujiri material. I get it. He brought you guys a championship by making that Kawhi trade, but if he doesn't do anything at the trade deadline with OG and Pascal Siakam and they both walk,
1: might be time to clean house. Do you see like a contender or a team on the verge of being a title contender where it's like, oh, plug Pascal in there, and it's go time?
0: He, I think he makes sense on a few teams. Like I, I think he makes sense on OKC. Mm. They just love those fucking long guys, and they could use a guy who can who can defend, especially at the rim. I think, uh, you know, you got to put the Lakers in all these conversations. You got to put the Knicks in all these conversations. I could see potentially like. Cleveland making a move to him. I mean we'll talk about Cleveland here in a second, but mm-hmm. I, I think that he makes sense on Cleveland. OG makes sense on fucking twenty nine NBA teams. Yeah.
1: I feel like he would have more suitors once it comes out that he's available for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean expiring contract. You can fit him under your cap and just a great interior defender. He could probably guard like three through five any given night. Mm-hmm. I like OG. Uh next up, Los Angeles Lakers. D'Angelo Russell. Yes or no? Does he get moved? now oh, that's the easiest layup yes in the entire board I Think so? d'angelo russell 100 percent gets moved nick lebron's just done with him no i think that his entire contract was designed to get moved it's exactly the mid-level exception can you get moved back to brooklyn i think he's gonna get moved to back to golden state <laughs> oh my god it's as long as he can get moved back to the timberwolves but like, he's another guy like you know where d would actually make some some sense is in dallas Coming off the bench. Yeah, coming off the bench. Like, D'Lo off the bench. Just a, another guy who can soak up some touches. He can score mm. on, a, on a given night. I think he makes sense there. I mean, it maybe it doesn't make sense because why would Dallas send out players for him instead of picks? And the Lakers don't need picks. They need players. Mm. But there's a three-team deal in there somewhere. Next up on the Lakers, Rui Hachimura. Another, Ooh, hope- another streaky score.
1: Yeah. I kind of... I'm going to say no, but it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. Yeah, I, I think that one's a little bit more of a question mark.
0: I think he makes a lot of sense on the Lakers. There's just been a lot of smoke around it for some reason, which I don't get at all. Yeah. What well, this team needs is scoring, and Rui Hachimura can provide that.
1: Yeah, it's so like GM LeBron James traded and brought him in last year at the deadline. And so you'd think they wouldn't like ship him out the very next year. But for some reason, and don't ask me the name of the exact players, I feel like that exact thing happened in Cleveland. Like players who they brought in one year, the next year at the deadline, they ship the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, the the last one on here, this is this is kind of my own personal like. Here's a guy I like, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, not getting a ton of minutes mm. on the the Lakers rotation. I think he's just an excellent interior defender who can be used very well in the right situation. I would like to see him on a team that would give him more touches where he could actually contribute. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a Vanderbilt guy. He long. He long. He's long and he's smart. I I really hated it when they traded him away last year. Yeah, last year in the Rudy Gobert deal. But I guess it ended up working, right? I'd make him in New York. You guys already got, like, insanely good defense. You really need (laughs) need another guy in there?
1: If I had an NBA team, I would have the longest team. That's all I would care about. (laughs) Wingspan.
0: Yeah, you would be OKC or Toronto. Yeah. That's like me with with hockey, where I'm like everyone, or with uh, with football, not hockey. Sorry, I'm like with football, yeah. where I'm like everyone has to be big. Everyone has to be six foot two or taller. Wide receivers tall and big. My quarterback tall and big. That's why I think Emmanuel Forbes was a great pick. Isn't he scrawny? I think he's tall though. Um, yeah. All right, last few, last few we got to burn through here. I think we're making decent time. Yeah, right. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell. He's the big name on here. Worth noting before we really talk about if he's gonna get traded or not. Alexander Garland, out six weeks. Evan Mobley, out six to eight weeks. Those are the two best players in your players of the future in the Cavs organization. You sell high on Donovan Mitchell now. There's a lot of talk that
1: he's going to walk this off, or in a couple off-seasons when his contract's up. Yeah, I, I know we're trying to burn through these, but and I feel like we could have done a whole segment on the Donovan Mitchell Cleveland. We get, spend some extra time on it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just seems crazy that this is where the situation has gotten to sh- so shortly after they—like— I talked about the Suns emptying the cabinet. They're like the Cavaliers like stripped the cabinets out of the wall and sent those along with everything that was in the cabinet. Still less than they Mitchell. gave away to get Rudy Gobert. Um, <laughs>
0: here's my thing with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. When he went to the jazz and was like, trade me. He wanted to go play in New York. They trade him to Cleveland two seasons in. There's a lot of talk about how he wants out. He's going to New York at some point. So, if you are a team that is not the Nets or the Knicks, do you even fucking bother? Like, what? You're going to get, you're going to trade for him. You're going to get a season and a half at Donovan Mitchell before he walks. He has a player option in 25, 26. He's not, like, if you trade him to the fucking Orlando Magic, he's not staying in Orlando. If you trade him to the Charlotte Hornets, he's not staying in Charlotte. He's not staying in Houston.
1: He's not staying in LA. He's not staying in Portland. So, how much are you willing to give up for Donovan Mitchell? You know he's going to New York in two years. Sorry. Unless you have the information. What was the, like? What was the trade package that Cleveland gave up? Uh, here I can pull it up.
0: Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton, um, Ochai G, some some guy I think that's in the G League right now. Mm-hmm. First round unprotected pick, uh, that year. So that was the 2022 first round unprotected. 27 first round unprotected pick. 29 first round unprotected pick. 26 first round pick. You t- uh That's a, a pick swap and 28 pick swap. So, one, two, three. Oh, I'm sorry. That first pick was 25. So none of these picks have even started to confer yet. So one, two, three unprotected firsts in 25, 27, 29, and a 26 and 28 pick swap, and as well
1: as Larry Markin and Colin Sexton. So I ask that because there's no way the Cavs get back something like what they gave up for him. Especially, I agree with your point. Like if it's clear. Agents are talking. People are talking. This dude just wants to get to New York. So if you're not Brooklyn or or New York, it's really not worth it. You're not going to have long-term. So then you have two teams that know, hey, we're the only suitors you got, and we're not giving up anywhere near what you gave up. <laughs> so either get what you can get from us, or hang on to him until he, he walks away. I feel like yeah. the Cleveland's in a no-win. Like, if, if Donovan Mitchell
0: goes to... Uh, who's like an outside contender that could... Could probably afford him, like Pacers. <laughs> That's because really, what they need is another guard who can't defend. But yeah, if if Donovan Mitchell goes to the Pacers, how much does that elevate their ceiling in your mind, percentage-wise? Like, does that like a ten percent bump in their championship odds? If right now they were minus, let's say thirty five hundred, to make the Eastern Conference Finals. And they trade for Donovan Mitchell in a package that includes, like, Benedict, Matherin, and Picks. What what would you set their odds at to make the Eastern Conference Finals after that?
1: Well, let's bump it to, like, minus. Or not minus. <laughs> uh, Jesus. You're ball. saying plus 3,500. I mean, would it be wild to say it gets up to, like, plus 2,000? Uh, here, I'm pulling up.
0: Conference and division here. So this will be to make the finals. Currently, we're saying the Pacers. They're sitting at plus 4,900. If you're saying the plus 2,000 range, ironically, right now, that's Cleveland at plus 2,000. Okay. So do you think that just swaps them on the list? You think that turns the Pacers into the Cavs and the Cavs into the Pacers on here? Mm. I wish Maybe I could that. short bets. I would absolutely yeah. short... Cleveland plus 2,000. Oh, definitely. Because they they're, now they're missing Mobley and uh, Garland mm-hmm. for a good stretch of time. Yeah, I would totally short that. God, New York, just get like, come on, Knicks, just get this done. <laughs> like, let's just if, do it. If the Knicks do this, and it's not an outrageous package, if it's something that totally makes sense. Here, you know what? Fuck, this is going to be a big pain in the ass to edit, but I'm pulling up the trade machine. So... Let's say that it's something in this range. What I got, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell for R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a handful of picks, right? Which, by the way, Quickly, expiring deal. So he's any trade the Knicks make this season, Emmanuel Quickly's involved in. They have the OB Toppin trade exception too, which is, it's worth noting. But you wait one and a half seasons, you resign Quickly, and then Mitchell's a free agent. And he's coming yeah. to New York anyways. Which one of those two outcomes do you prefer as a Knicks fan? That's not that's not fair because you know about my love for Emmanuel quickly, <laughs> right? But that also is because the rest of the NBA likes him. So any trade the Knicks do Uh-oh. where they're trying to improve, they're moving quickly out the building.
1: I love quickly, before everybody else love quickly. <laughs> All right, Knicks fans new, um, seventeen point three per as a, a guard that comes off the bench. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, but isn't there like. I feel like if we wait the year and a half, there's a chance that some other team comes in with a crazy offer that he's like, "All right, who cares about state? A LeBronless Lakers is like, dude, we're gonna make you the face of the Lakers and pay you a crazy amount of money." Yeah, those, okay. those fucking so those fucking you, Nets swoop I mean, in again and ruin my life.
0: Also, like if you if you trade for him, you get his bird rights and you can sign him to like an outrageously high end deal. But as like as a Knicks fan, those are your two options, right? You either have to trade him in a package that includes Emmanuel quickly and does not include Julius Randle. Right. Or you wait a year and a half and hope to sign him when everyone knows he wants to go
1: to New York. So they wouldn't take DiVincenzo, Quentin Grimes, and Miles McBride. <laughs> Why would they take that? It? I know they won't. This is, this is my... Uh, like NBA 2K thing where you just keep adding pieces to fill up the value meter until the computer says yes. Uh, no, I
0: don't think that they would take that. I think I, that they would want Emmanuel quickly as well as picks. They
1: want a two guard back. Fournier is still on the roster, boys. Do you think Fournier even knows he's still on the roster? I don't I don't think so. He's uh, currently 5th on our depth chart in a couple spots. All right, but
0: we we need to wrap this up, so I need an yeah. answer from you. Are you taking a trade package that includes a manual quickly, and right now, if it was to happen right now, probably RJ Barrett, just the salary filler, plus picks for Donovan Mitchell, or are you going to wait until his twenty nine age 29 season when he's a free agent?
1: It breaks my heart to say it, but you can't. What's the thing you always talk about where you value something you have? The endowment effect. Can't, I can't do the endowment effect just because I love quickly so much, and RJ can be hot and cold. I'm making the move. Get me Brunson with Mitchell in the backcourt. There you go. Defense is going to fall off, probably. Tibbs might quit. <laughs> yeah. Tibbs might. Uh, I'm
0: not fucking doing it. I'm not doing right. it. We, we really got to close this out. Uh, last, last one I have here. Just yeah. got to burn through these. You got to toss out a yes or no. I know, once gotcha. again, we should probably spend an entire segment on it, but the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson, yes or no?
1: Yeah. No.
0: Yes. CP3. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> there you have it. Let's uh, let's take a short break here, and we'll go talk about some hockey. There is a mystery cat that's roaming around my neighborhood. I keep catching it on my my security cameras, and it keeps shitting in my driveway. Cat shits in your driveway?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like such an uncat
2: thing to do. I just
0: checked it on my security cameras, and there was like a clip of it from like a couple hours ago where is that their shit in my driveway mm-hmm.
2: interesting god damn it cat <laughs> all right we're back talking about some uh, some hockey this week luckily there was no news so we didn't have to talk about any news at all nothing
0: for that not even like a facial expression what's their news yeah Craig Berube gets fired yeah, I know <laughs> the assistant GM of the wild gets fired and then the GM of the wild that comes out has like some fucking legal trouble going on or something? Has some kind of like assault scandal going on? Yeah, well, have been high lately, though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the appropriate response. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the big news of the week. Mike, they updated the skills competition for the All-Star game. Oh, I missed this. Give me the lowdown. So now they'll have 12 players who are going to compete across eight events. Where they'll, I think they'll either compete in four or six and sit out the rest. And whoever gets the best combined score by, you know, the place they finish in. So, you know, the number one fast scare gets X amount of points. The number two fast scare gets X amount of points. The number one hardest shot gets X amount of points. The number two hardest shot. But the top of those players move on to a shootout competition where they draft their goalie based off goalies that are at the All Star game. And that eliminates two more players, and then like the final six, I think, or maybe it's the final four, compete in like a an obstacle course that involves all of the competitions. So they'll probably have to like skate and shoot and stick handle and stuff like that. Yeah. that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, I think it's too complicated. It's too much going on. Like the all star game for the for the NHL, I already thought was too complicated with like the oh, okay. the like oh what if we break it down by divisions and there's like a round robin tournament. Yeah, but at least that was a three on three tournament. That's fun. Yeah, I think I think there's just too much going on. Maybe maybe I'm wrong because I generally it seems like the response has been positive. Mm-hmm. And my take has been, hey, guess what? In every sport, all star games suck. Let's stop pretending like they're going to be good eventually. They suck in every sport. Why are we they, trying so hard to fix
1: them? They do suck. That's why. Like I'm I when it comes to all star weekends, the only things I really like, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll like sit down and watch that. Throw it on is. Like the skills competitions, I find oh, those. Oh, by fun. the way,
0: by the way, in in the skills competition update, the winner of the skills competition gets 000, 000. a million dollars. A million dollars? Million dollars. That's a good chunk of change for a hockey. That's a good chunk of change. I think that people are going to care. Yeah. You also talk like Jack Hughes, or if Bedard makes it into the skills competition, that's a mm-hmm. lot of money for those guys. They're not getting like the twelve million dollar contracts that Nate McKinnon has.
1: Yeah, and like you got young Bedard as opposed like... to old Bedard. Know, he's like all fresh and young, and then you have like I don't know, like I'm sure like old man Crosby will get into the All Star game just because, based off of his name. I hope so badly that Ovechkin
0: gets in, and Ovechkin has to do like the fastest skating competition. <laughs> Can you imagine that bag of bones trying to
1: travel around the outside of the rink at full speed? I think Putin will send him some sort of super serum. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll refuse to let him let his country down.
0: He'll he'll show up to the skills competition in just a robot suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess I'm willing to give it a chance. You've, you've convinced me by your lack of negative energy. You've convinced me to give it a chance before I talk it down. Yeah. Hey, it you know what I've been thinking about? Do you have any idea what Connor Bedard's going to look like when he's old?
1: No. Yeah, like I look <sighs> at the guy, I'm like, I can't picture you old. There's an actor I'm thinking of, but I, I cannot think of his name. So keep going, and if it comes to me, I'll let you know. But I was watching, I was watching earlier this week the Blackhawks get absolutely demolished by the Kraken.
0: Mm-hmm. and I, when I was watching the game I was like what,
1: what is Bedard going to look like when he's 40 right, so hear me out he's going to look like Cillian Murphy okay <laughs> was that the actor you were trying yeah. to think of you can kind of see it though right yeah Yeah.
0: he's going to be you, short
1: Cillian Murphy can you guess what movie I googled to figure out his name Oppenheimer No. Batman Begins what movie Red Eye
0: <laughs> oh, sick! Yeah. I fucking love Red Eye. D- directed by famous horror director, right? Wes Wes uh, Wes Craven.
1: Well, I think that was. You're right. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, I actually already closed the the Chiz app, but yeah, Wes Craven.
0: Fuck man! Last night I was hanging out with people. I was talking about Wanted. Today I'm talking about Red Eye. It's a good day for early 2000s movies. Everyone forgot yeah. about. So what we're doing here today?
1: Instead of talking about Craig hey. Berube, which initially was my plan. What's up? You, for, you forgot a piece of news. What? So they sent him down for a game. Levi came back, baby. Who cares? <laughs> Let me say it real quick. Last four starts, seven total goals allowed. Save percentages of 969, 935, 913, 943. It clicked, baby. It clicked. And we know one
0: thing, as soon as goaltenders start playing well, they
1: never play poorly again. (laughs) It never gets worse. Hang on to that Calder uh, lead while you can. Bedard. Because Devon is coming. All right, now back to what you actually want to talk about. Now back to our regular scheduled programming. So,
0: sports, you know. They do happen. Mm -hmm. So I figure what we'll talk about today is if the, the season ended right now, which I know some people hate. I don't get why people hate this. It's fun to do. Stop! stop your bitching and moaning. We, it's fun to talk about the playoffs. But you if the season ended... It, what's up? You can't do like every week. No, yeah. but we're a quarter of the way into the season. Now's a good time to check in on it. Yeah. If the season ended today, we're going to go through the playoff matches and talk about who's winning and who's losing. I don't think we need to go all the way to the cup final. I don't think that that's necessary. Just maybe like go through, talk about some of these first round matchups. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see how we feel as we go through. Mike, you want to start with the east or the west? Go with
1: the east. All right. Don't know why you said it like that, but okay. Because <laughs> I was trying to think of a funny way to call them the least. Oh, uh, I got you. Like the west is better, but I failed. Yeah. I
0: okay. Suck. So you're you're opening around your matchup here. It's going to be the Boston Bruins versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Bruins will have home ice. Mike, uh, let me let me get your thoughts on this. Uh, let's let's go through and say like, before before we really start to break this down,
1: let's say how many games and who wins. This goes with the way things are going right now. I'll be generous and say five, and the Bruins win. Yeah, it's a uh, it's been a rough start to the year for the Hurricanes. It's it's also so blatantly. Out. I mean, Dom pointed it out. Um, I forgot. Which one? I don't think it was Shana, but one member of Too Many Men pointed it out, like it's pretty blatant. Like Carolina's goaltending is god awful. Yeah, <laughs> they need to do something. And uh, yeah, I don't think they would, with the way the team is right now. Playoff start today. They don't stand a chance,
0: especially against the the anti PDO Bruins, mm-hmm. who these these two teams feel kind of inverse. Like I feel like Carolina's been hanging around off of. Solid offense and terrible goaltending. And I feel like the Bruins have been hanging out off
1: of like dumb luck and great goaltending. If there was any team that would like buck modern day like hockey and like analytics and everything, it would be the Boston Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> it like, makes sense. Let me ask you this
0: if you had to guess right now, who is leading the Hurricanes in goals saved above expected according to Money Puck? Who are you guessing? Kachekov. Nope. It's Freddie Anderson. Mike, you want to wager a guess at what his current goal saved above expected are? Once again, he's leading the team in GSAA. i to say it's negative 2.08. Negative 0.5. Damn. Yeah, I, I, th- There's not much really to break down here. I, I agree with you. I think the Bruins win in like 4 or 5 if the playoffs start now. There's plenty of time for the Hurricanes tending to get hot because it's hockey. But right now I do, I do agree with you. I think it's the Bruins that'll walk. Sorry, I don't have more analysis on it. It just seems one one of these teams right now is good, and one of these teams right now is bad.
1: That is, when it comes to this matchup, that is expert analysis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Next matchup, we'd have the current number two seed, New York Rangers, who might be the most watchable team in hockey right now against the top wildcard seed right now, the Detroit Red Wings. How many games who wins, Mike?
2: Ooh. I'm going to say five again.
1: Rangers are so good right now. Their power play is absolutely outrageous. It is, it is, unreal. I don't know how, but Artemi Panarin shaved his head bald and it somehow like released all of his superpowers, and he has been in God mode this season. Like <laughs> he's been unreal. Uh, yeah, they're just playing really good. They have a Vezina goaltender in net who, who isn't has,
0: playing that well. He isn't playing that there. well. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. So like he's he's just now getting back up to like league league average numbers. He's currently at uh, three point oh two goals allowed and point nine zero two save percentage. So, but he, he keeps getting better and gets. I mean, it's like at Vassi. some point he's going to get better. Yeah, right. You know, like Vassy slumps kind of earlier in the year and then he gets going. He's Vassy again. He'll be Igor by the time the playoffs come around. And you know, even if they're like even strength scoring isn't super dominant, if they have. Unlike the Oilers who, in past playoffs, I always do this, who were like just special teams, no five-on-five, no defense, no goaltending, the Rangers have the special teams along with just an awesome goaltender, so they can make it work.
0: Yep, Rangers currently sitting in 93.14 expected goals on the power play. That puts them fifth. Mike, do you think you could name three of the teams ahead of them currently on expected goals for on the power
2: play. Um.
0: Edmonton. Yep. Colorado. Nope. Yeah.
1: I didn't like that one when I said it. I,
0: I, I think you'll be able to get one more of these, but I don't think that you're going to get the other two. The Knights. No.
1: I'll give you one more guess. Does Philadelphia have like a wild power play and that's why they're good?
0: No, close that though. Ottawa. Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa. Yeah.
1: That's hilarious. Cause Ottawa is like dead last in the East. Yeah. Uh, they have, Ottawa's
0: in 94.01 expected goals on the power play actual goals, 88.24. So not, not great on the actual goals. Um, Where were the other. Yep. So, so New York's at five, Tampa Bay's at four, Edmonton's at three, Ottawa's at two. And Mike, your number one expected goals on the power play team currently in the, the NHL. Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, All yeah, right, that, that, that
1: makes sense. Yeah. That one tracks. And so, so does Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah. There's also currently only two teams seeing at 100% actual goals percent on the power play that haven't given up any shorthanded goals this year. So that's fun. Um, that's Vancouver and the Islanders for, for those of you who are keeping track at home. Vancouver. Is there, you, got, you got any notes on the, the
2: uh, Red Wings? No, I don't think. Uh, I think they're a
1: fake team. You think they're a fake team? Yeah, I don't think they're that good. Mike, come on. <laughs> you're gonna. You're, I mean, I know this is like, I think two weeks old at this point, but you're gonna blow a four goal lead to the Sharks and lose.
2: You're fake. Like they. But don't...
1: Alex it, Mike. Yeah, this this team is. And Larkin's hurt right now. How how long is he out? I think that's. Actually, uh, a, a chunk of time. I mean, I double check that uh, real quick. I yeah,
0: I, I, I think he hasn't even played the last few games yeah, already. Yeah, he's
1: on, he's on
0: uh, IR L-T-R. right now. Yeah. yeah. so Which means they're just bringing in that cap space, Mike. I don't know if it's... Yeah, I think he's just on IR. Is it LTI? Is that a different thing? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was going to make a, a joke that they could trade for Donovan Mitchell with all that cap space, but it's yeah. <laughs> a good point. I don't know if they're actually on LTIR. Yeah, and l- losing Larkin hurts a lot. He's leading... Or second place on the team in points. Mm-hmm. with 11 primary assists i mean he's he he drives play for this team especially on their top line him and jt confer seem to be driving play for this team
1: yeah and i i don't like their goaltending unit or not their. oh i don't like their goaltending unit, but also i'm not crazy about like their defensive depth at all so yeah they're
0: I they're i mean yeah their their defensive depth we, we've talked about that in previous weeks it's mm-hmm. mo cedar and a bunch of jags um and they're goaltending. You know, they're really relying on Billy Husso. Lately, I feel like they've been playing Reimer more, but they're really relying on Billy Husso, who's not having a great year. Yeah. So what did you say? Rangers in five? Rangers in five. I'll go Rangers in six. I think Detroit's got more fight on them than uh, than you do. Although, if Shosturkin goes Shosturkin mode, it's going to be Rangers in four mm-hmm. with like two shutouts. He's just, I mean, when he's on, he's he's on like no one else in the league right now. All right, Mike, next up. Toronto Maple Leafs hosting the Florida Panthers.
1: Oh, baby. Oh, man. It's a seven-game series. <laughs> and once again, the fi- Maple Leafs fans get their heart broken at home when the Florida Panthers vibe train, led by conductor Sam Reinhart. Chew, fucking chew. So my prediction stands. I was glad in reading that article you put... Um from The Athletic, once again, by Dom, I'm not going to pro- try to pronounce his last name a or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm glad someone out there with a smart mind finally acknowledged Sam Reinhart and the phenomenal season he's having. That I was, I was listening to a podcast earlier this week, and they, they
0: were talking about him as an honorable mention for best center, or like top 10 center in the league right now.
1: Yeah, he's having a, a great year. And the, I, think the, I think the Panthers in general are... They're beating my expectations, at least. I thought they were going to slump back a little bit. So They're also a big underlying numbers team.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, A, they're playing well enough, obviously, to be in the solidly in the playoffs. But their third in expected goals right now, Toronto, all the way down in 18th in expected goals. Now, that's that's even strength. And Toronto's absolutely slaughtering everyone
1: right now on the the power play. Yeah, f- uh, f- also fuck Toronto, because I had a five-game parlay the other night. I'm doing guess- that. Well, guess what? Leg lost it for me. The Maple Leafs couldn't beat the Blue Jackets. You know what? I also just thought of. If
0: the we're saying the playoffs started today, mm-hmm. that means they wouldn't have. Uh, well, they would be oh, relying yeah. on Martin Jones and Ilya Samsonov. Yeah. Yeah, might be Florida and seven.
1: I've definitely taken Florida and seven, just because it's the best. It's the best outcome when it comes to more heartbreak for the poor Toronto Maple Leaf fans. It's also, you You start loading up, you're like, uh, can Toronto get revenge on Florida for last year? And it was just like when it was uh, not last year, but the year before, it was like, uh, Toronto you're gonna knock off the lightning? And they didn't. <laughs> but they got They got them last year before, right after that, you know,
0: the Florida yeah. Panthers eliminated him from playoff contention. Mm-hmm. Did Florida play Toronto? I'm trying to remember now. They played the Bruins. Uh, Who'd they play yeah, in the first round? They played the Bruins in the first round. Oh, yeah, they played the Bruins in the first round, then Toronto, then the conference finals against Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, next up, the final Eastern Conference matchup here. Uh, the one this, this is the one that you put on Sundays at 1 p.m. because no one's fucking yeah. watching it. <laughs> New York Islanders hosting the Philadelphia Flyers. Mike, if, once again, playoffs start today. Let's say your work shuts down. Because someone gets stuck in a pill bottle. And it takes seven days mm-hmm. for them to get him unstuck from a pill bottle. How much of this series are you watching in your downtime? Oh, God.
1: I mean, it's it's NHL playoff. So I'll probably watch a good amount of it. Um, I don't know if I would watch a game of this series. But I mean, I, it also depends on what other games are on at the same time. So, <laughs> uh, I just, I don't get it. The Flyers aren't supposed to be good. Yeah, they're, they're living on Carter Hart goaltending, man. Yeah, fucking John Tortorella is not supposed to be coaching winning teams. This <laughs> is not... It goes against everything I think about the National Hockey League in the year 2023. But yeah, Carter Hart's having a great year again. Or I should say, back to playing really good. Um, Because you've seen him have some pretty rough stretches throughout his career. His young career. I guess I'll say... Actually, it's like, not seven. I'd say like six, and I'll take the Islanders. Yeah, i take the better goaltender, I guess, in this situation. Yeah, Sorokin's a bit better goaltender. A couple pieces I like better uh, offensively for New York, even though they don't have many. But, yeah. I'm
0: just a big Matt Barzell fan. Mike's always talking about how much he thinks Matt Barzell and Bo Horvat are great. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, I mean, how much how stock you You're putting in Travis Konechny, who props to him because his year got shortened last year with injury and he's come back right how old is he now um Travis Kanekane is 26
2: yeah who's who's the best skater in this game or in the series Mm. I I mean I guess I guess you could say Kanekane maybe Matt
1: Barzell Maybe, I, maybe I, I not. I maybe I. This is. So, it would be such a boring matchup. <laughs> like, I just don't think of any of these teams as. And to be fair, trust me, I have not. These teams have not been high on my list of like, I got to watch a lot of Islanders and, and Flyers games this season. So I've, I've been lacking in my due diligence there. But I just don't think of either of these teams as like fast teams.
0: No. And the Islanders have a negative four goal differential right now. And the Flyers are plus 10, but that's such a paper dragon like are are you really scared flyers are coming to town right now no nah. no all right so just to recap after i sneeze just to recap you have the bruins panthers rangers islanders moving on to the second round mm-hmm. you want to i, I seen this how fast we we kind of breeze through that you want to you want to play this out to the, the cup final or you want to switch over to the west
1: um that's up to you brother
0: all right, let's let's play out the East and we'll go through the West similar fashion. Mm-hmm. So I believe your first matchup there then would be Bruins hosting the Islanders.
1: Yeah. Are you taking how many games? Uh, another series I wouldn't exactly be excited to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah. What 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 is your over under on goals per game in the series? Like if I said over under three and a half goals a game.
1: I take the under I can see like three goals a game yeah a lot of like 2-1 2-0 finishes yeah come down to just like yeah I think the
0: Bruins sweep in every single game is a one goal game
1: yeah it would be like a boring series but it would be a sweep because I mean you go back to outside of goaltending like best player on the ice it's pasta yeah
0: and second best player is Brad Marchand
2: don't don't try to get me all fired up here
0: <laughs> no. I, I do want to put out we're we're i i i gotta stop saying the phrase i say that phrase for everything but we really for being the the guys who are always quoting like expected goals and goals saved above expected mm-hmm. just totally disrespected
1: philly who's sitting at six and expected goals yeah and i, I i'll be fair it's like, negligence on my part, because it just doesn't make sense to me. My brain cannot connect that. Like, if, if you showed me that, it would just be a big blur as I looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. All right, so we're both
0: taking, we're both taking Boston over the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, your next matchup would be Rangers hosting the Panthers. Ooh. That's, that's the opposite. That's, that's a fun fucking series. That's a fun fucking series. Currently the seventh and
2: fifth power play in the leagues. You know what? What's up.
1: It's it's the Florida vibe train 2.0, baby. <laughs> you got you got Florida making another run this year. Right, at least getting. I think they guys I think. Uh, I think they could take down the Rangers in this situation. Eh. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna stick with the Panthers. I I rode with them last year. I'd ride with them again in this situation, obviously. Sabre's biases. I love Sam Reinhardt, If that hasn't been clearly apparent throughout this podcast, um, I'll say six games Panthers over Rangers.
2: So, six games
0: Panthers over Rangers, right? I'm just making mm-hmm. sure I, I got you right there. You think Barkov wins the Selkie this year? He's far and away the front runner, and he's having a, arguably the best defensive season out of a forward and he's you know scoring points he has 28 points on the season
1: yeah I think that unless injury or a big dip in play I, I think he's a very good has a very good chance of getting that one
0: yeah he also has 48 minutes shorthanded yeah I mean that's it who else would you want to put out there for your
1: your your, your penalty kill any chance we can give
0: it to Patrice Bergeron
1: again? <laughs> Is that Why He's just sitting at home watching TV. The doorbell rings. Gary Bettman. It's Here's it's your Selkie. Here.
0: He's uh, currently got a negative 0.2 goals allowed above expected as a defensive player on the uh, the penalty kill. Yeah.
1: It's unreal. And the crazy thing is the, it's not even like the Panthers are getting like astronaut. They're not like, getting like astronomical goaltending. Bobrovsky's been pretty average this year. Yeah. And they don't really have a, a backup option after that. But Sam Reinhart,
0: like you said, playing absolutely all NHL caliber right now. Mm-hmm. Potential heart vote guy uh, as the the season starts ticking down. And Matty Kachuk really hasn't
1: gotten going. At some point, it feels like that's going to happen. I think at some point. And I mean, he he had a really good year last year, but then he really took it to that like ridiculous level in the playoffs, if you remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. And right now, he's... You know, he's played all, all 29 games. Um, he's got 5.2 expected goals, nine total points. They, they got a lot of pieces on their team to like, right? Like even Gustav Forslink, who I think has generally been the
1: the kind of joke of their defensive group is having a good year.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, there's
1: still... I definitely like this team. Yeah, I think there's still definitely a lot like Sam Bennett as a depth piece, two-way Cousins center. as a depth, depth, depth piece. Yeah. I mean, I just... I really... I like their center spine. I am forever a Carter Verhage guy. So, how disappointed do you think the NHL is going
0: to be if they have a shot at getting a Rangers Bruins conference finals and end up with Panthers Bruins?
1: Fucking Florida's there again. Yeah, last year they had Florida Carolina. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Mike. Your your conference finals
2: you have here. You got Bruins Panthers. No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> How did I let the Bruins get this far? Because because they played the Hurricanes and then the yeah. uh, Maple Leafs. No, they didn't. They played the Hurricanes. Who the fuck did they play in the second round? In our, our Islanders. Here?
1: Islanders. There you go. Yeah, they're just both better than right now. You know what? They fight it all year, and then when it it matters, finally the PDO regression happens. <laughs> They get swept, baby. <laughs> Panthers Again? end of the- Yep.
0: Oh my god, can you imagine the Panthers <laughs> sweeping the Bruins in back-to-back years?
1: 200-foot hockeyman might might literally die of heart attacks. Pasta dem- demands a trade the very next day. To Florida. Le- yeah, Linus Allmark retires.
0: <laughs> Brad Marchand's <laughs> nose grows two sizes. It's like the Grinch. All right, so you have the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup Final. Let's go figure out who they're going to face. What a great tease. Now I can put an ad right here, if I had one. But I could put an ad right here. Ah, it'd be so good. Be so fucking good. All right, Mike, first off, Western Conference matchup here. Maybe the most fun potential matchup in these playoffs. Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Arizona Coyotes.
2: Who is, wrong. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, it would
0: be a, a fun matchup. Um, like you just talked about event hockey,
1: right? Yeah,
0: Arizona Coyotes got some event hockey going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know it's tough to judge the Knights right now after they just got spanked by the Sabers last night.
0: I was watching that game.
1: Yeah, which was it was just beautiful. Eichel gets the goal in the third. They go up two one. Sabers run away from there. Also, there was a moment in that game where you said you watched it so a good chance you saw it, but there was that hit by Eichel on power. It Mm -hmm. it was just like one of those ones where power is going towards the boards and he starts to turn to face them. Eichel finishes his hit. You can take it many different ways, but obviously teams respond A scuffle breaks out and it was one of those moments where I'm just like, I fucking love this sport. (laughs) It is the greatest thing ever. Um, And yet,
0: when Draymond does it, you lose your
1: fucking mind. (laughs) Eichel didn't put anybody in a chokehold and drag them away. No, he just punched him in the face. It's it kind of funny how there, certain things happen in other sports, and it's like, whoa, sell down. And then in hockey, it's like, the boys are just policing the game, all right? It's all right. Let them handle it. Um, great Cinderella story here so far this year by the Coyotes, but it will end poorly, and the Knights will sweep them.
0: Yeah, I, the the Coyotes' underlines aren't that good. I mean, they, like we said, they play a lot of high-event hockey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: but their their expected goals for right now. They rank at the bottom 10. I mean, even worse than that, they're 28th. Like it's, it's not going to last forever. It's been fun. I, there's a lot of players on their team to like, I mean, you know, Clayton Keller, um, Car- uh, v- Vimelka. I can never pronounce his full name without stumbling through it. Mm. They just have they, they have a lot of players to like there, and they're they're actually trying. and We wa- we all want them to get an arena and stay in Arizona. Now that they're fun and probably have the coolest looking logo in the NHL. But this is this is yeah. Vegas and four,
1: definitely. Yeah, Knights Knights are so fucking good. Knights are so fucking good. Also, why would you, why would you shout out Vamelka when Connor Ingram's their better goalie? Because I, I'm in a constant uphill
0: battle war to say Vamelka's name correctly. So oh, I just, yeah. went, just in the middle of my stream of consciousness, I was like, I got to, I got to focus on saying his name right. You're right. Shout I out to Connor Ingham. Just... Especially if the season ended today, right? Like that's the whole thought experiment. Connor Ingham's like been the fucking hottest goalie in, in
1: hockey since Thanksgiving. Yeah. And playing really well. I mean, until he comes up against Jack, Eichel, Mark Stone, Ivan Barbashev, Jonathan Marshall, Wild Bill Carlson. It, it gets, it gets kind of rough.
0: All right, Mike, your next matchup there, we got the Colorado Avalanche in the most competitive division in hockey, going up against the Nashville Predators. Andrew Burnett, revenge game? No.
2: Hmm.
1: Probably not. <laughs> Especially because I don't think it's ever, ever had anything to do with the Avalanche. Yeah, I don't... I, I was like, as you said that, I was really racking my brain to be like, connection, connection, connection. <laughs> uh, outs to the, the Predators. I noticed this when I was doing my research. Shoutouts to the
0: Predators. Zero loser points. Those guys either them. win or lose by their own fucking merit. They're
1: a pure hockey team. You know? These guys
0: just fucking get it. You know,
1: get it. It's them and the Anaheim Ducks. No loser <laughs> points. What great company to be in for the Predators. <laughs> I really, I want to apologize to the Predators
0: for talking up not having loser points and then figuring out who they're in competition with for that title. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. <laughs> um, you see, Soros still cold as fuck this year, man. But our yeah, we, short king has not been playing well.
1: He is not. Which, when you s- see that the Predators are actually in a playoff spot, you'd be like, oh, you see Soros doing it again. <laughs> yeah. Not so much. Um, The only, like, worry slightly with the Avalanche is in net. But they won a cup with Darcy Kemper, so you can just throw it all out with them. The, de- yeah. the defense, The defensive unit they have... I mean, obviously, not having Skog still for this year is tough, but going into the season knowing that, I think, was a help. Nathan McKinnon's still one of the best players in the world that I somehow, I think doesn't get talked about enough.
0: yeah, where so so going back to that whole centers thing I was talking about earlier, where would you rank him among centers in the NHL right now? Top five, for sure. Yeah. He's definitely top five. So, um by the way, this this match. This uh, series, I, I also real quick McKinnon. I would put him like second or third, um, behind like in argument with like Austin Matthews. I think,
1: yeah, it could be like McDavid, Matthews, or McKinnon. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then the rest of the list is just recital. um, Tage Thompson twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so by by expected goals, this this matchup would feature the two top performing defensemen by expected goals. And Roman Yossi and Kael McCarr, I get that, like, it's it's defensemen. You're not really expecting them to have, like, high expected goals. But Kael McCarr is both second in expected goals and second in total points. So
2: and, probably uh, probably
1: worth noting at that point. Yeah. Tilt the ice, though, for the Avs when you consider that McCarr is far and away the better defensive defenseman as well.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, McCarr is a dominant player on both ends of the ice.
0: McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, who's like <sighs> quietly one
1: of the best players in the NHL and no one talks about. The, he had such an unreal season last year. I was like, there's no way he does anything close. Like, because the prior year was a big letdown for him. He goes nuclear last year and then this year he's back to being phenomenal again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's another sweep for a division winner. it'll be absent yeah. for.
0: The abs blue line is just awesome, man. I get that they, like, people are like, oh, they don't have enough. They don't have enough depth, but they just have guys who can do something with the puck through like their top three pairings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did you I see agree. the clip from? I think I meant to mention it last week on the show and I forgot. Do you see that little clip? Um, I forgot who the abs were playing, but navs player kind of got in front of um their goalie. It might have been off. I I, I Honestly, I can't remember because it's been a minute but and so he ended, he wasn't able to see the puck and ended up going in and then after the goal like the uh, abs player turns around looks at the goalie and he just like smacks him with his stick it says like Mal's like get out of the way no, it, was, it, was, it was pretty good I want to say it may have been Lekanen who blocked him but who knows Arturi yeah uh.
2: alright yeah how many Lekanens <laughs> do you know yeah. Billy and
0: Ham um uh, that's those are probably the the two teams that are who are who's competing for our cup it's mm-hmm. abs and abs and knights. i mean i would take the, both of them over anyone in the east right now next matchup re- what's up no good the
2: dallas stars hosting the winnipeg jets who
0: wins how many games
1: Sorry today the the Jets are really beat up. So I'll take yeah. the I'll take the stars in five. They eventually have to figure it out, right? Eventually eventually their goaltending has to catch up to how well their their forward group has been playing.
0: Yeah. Joe Pavelski had a point last night. Hey, Elite Pavelski. He's he's like he's been playing well, but I just get excited every time Joe Pavelski's involved in anything because he's like older than
1: my granddad. Speaking of Elite Pavelski, which is the name of our Dynasty Hockey League, I like checked it last week. Got to know, like, set your lineup. I was like, oh, I gotta get better about doing this. I have won zero games so <laughs> Yeah, I've been, I've been terrible of my life. I've been busy with website stuff. But Pavelski,
0: just uh, worth pointing out right now, twenty-seven points, leading the team. He yeah, ages like fine wine. <laughs> I think the, like, Winnipeg's been outplaying what I thought the team was going to be. I just think Dallas has more, more guys.
1: Yeah, top. I think your top bottom the better team, especially when you factor in the injuries right now. I think, from my opinion, Winnipeg's. Slightly ahead, like doing better than where I thought they'd be this year. Um, I think I may have underrated some of their good pieces, keeping them afloat.
0: Like Blake Wheeler.
1: No, like Kyle O'Connor and company. He's, he, I think he's hurt now too, right? Yeah, like he's, he's about he's the their, yeah, yeah, he's their big injury most recently. Yeah,
0: if it started today, I think that this ends up being like a four or five game just because Winnipeg is, like you said, beat up. Uh, and just this, I mean, Talis is so good, man. Like, if anything, they've been. They've been underplaying how good they are. Robertson, Pavelski, Hintz, Duchesne, Jamie Benn, Miro Haskinen, Tyler uh, Seguin, Seguin, Mason Marchment, Wyatt Johnson. It's just like, that's nine players that I just reeled off that are all quality to really, really good NHL players. Mm-hmm. And that's, once again, ignoring that they're, that Ottinger's kind of been slumping to start the year. So, how many games? I said I said five. Yeah, I'll I'll go five also. I think I think Winnipeg has enough goal scoring to to kind of keep in it at, at a certain point. All right, last last first round matchup here. Canucks host the Kings.
1: This would be a fun one. He wins? This would be a really <laughs> fun series, I think. Um Another another high event hockey series, yeah. I think currently the Las Vegas Knights are the best team in hockey. Not, yeah. I'm sorry. The Los Angeles Kings are the best team in hockey. You think they're the best team in hockey? Yeah, whoa. I think they are playing like the best team in hockey right now. Um, and Vancouver's so much fun, though. they could definitely steal a game or two. Make it interesting. I'll take l a and six,
0: yeah. I think Vancouver will be able to steal a game. They just have, like enough bright spots on the roster, and Elias Petterson's playing like a top ten center in the league. I mean, he's just been out of his mind. I guess top ten player period. This Vancouver team is so fake, though. I mean, I know, I know I'm the king of Vancouver. It's like the it's the two opposite directions, right? It's going to be high vid hockey. There's probably going to be a lot of goals scored, but it's one of the fakest teams in the NHL against one of the realest teams in the NHL.
1: You know, it's funny, though, if, it, if this started today, Thatcher Demko and Cam Talbot are playing out of their minds. So yeah. is it a high scoring? That's a good point. And yeah. I think the
0: Kings have one of the best penalty kills right now, too. That would be, that would, that's a, the matchup to watch for. That penalty kill against Vancouver's special teams, or mm-hmm. uh, against Vancouver's power play, would be pretty sick. So right now, Vancouver has 25 goals on their power play, which is good for the, the third best rate in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And the Knights, or the, the Kings, see we're doing, it. the Kings have only allowed 10 goals all season on their penalty kill. Which, by the way, Philly leads the league in, in goals allowed on their penalty kill. Only nine goals allowed. Did we really undersell Philly?
1: They also have seven shorthanded goals. I'll continue to undersell Philly because it will never compute okay. in my brain. Uh, the, the only worry for the Kings is I mean, Cam Talbot playing phenomenal. A bit older. Currently, goals saved above expected is 10.1. That's unsustainable. Third- yeah, the regression monster could show up soon. Yeah, you, if we had done this exercise like two weeks
0: ago, I would have felt so much more confident. But at some point, Cam Talbot's going to fall off a cliff. I mean, he's not—he's not a Vesna guy. Let's be honest about who Cam Talbot is. Then it's Phoenix Copley time, baby. <laughs> I mean, he's—he's he's got I, like maybe it's just the team, man. Maybe maybe they'll be fine because it's just such a good team. I mean, we we almost didn't spend enough time talking about how good the Kings are positionally.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I mentioned it last week. How like third numbers as far as shots and like high danger shots that they're allowing have really helped Cam Talbot. And just
0: once again, just like naming dudes, Kevin Fiala, Anze Kopitar, Kempe, Trevor Moore, Quentin Byfield, Philip Deneau, Drew Doughty, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this team's got fucking dudes.
2: Alex Lafreniere. It's a different one. Yeah, I know, not uh, <laughs> I
0: know. Just making sure. Um, <laughs> all right, so second round we got here. Uh, we got the knights hosting. I guess they would be hosting the kings. Damn, rough, rough draw for the knights. Dear God, I want this so bad. <laughs> that would be. I mean, that's that's. If, if the Knights have to go through the Kings and Avs, they might lose the cup final because they'll have nothing left after
1: that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, my, my statement that the Los Angeles Kings are currently the best team in hockey is really hitting a test at the moment because I think the Knights win the series. <laughs> <laughs> that, your, your statement about the Kings being the best team in hockey lasted all of one yeah, round. <laughs> it did. I mean, I think it's, it's a seven-game series. Phenomenal series, if you will. But the regression monster could catch up to Tam Calvert. And I don't think it's coming for Aiden Hill.
0: What an insane statement! <laughs> like, like I get what you're saying, right? That like, actually, Aiden, Aiden Hill's more proven than Cam Talbot. But he's that not, is fucking his crazy.
1: Goal, his goal saved above expected is actually higher than Cam Talbot's. It's twelve point six. And also, the night the King, or uh, God damn, it, get mixed up. The Knights have been playing kind of loosey goosey. You know, high- I,
0: I feel like they're just so locked into what they are, though.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm going back on what I said. The Kings are the more well-rounded team. They play a more solid game. You know, they've never heard of beat PDO because they're right down the middle. They're expected to be good, and they are good based on the underlying metrics. Kings in seven. Who's the best player in the series?
0: Jack Eichel. Yeah, I think so too. I know it's not basketball, so that doesn't matter as much, but yeah, that, that's worth something. Who's the second best player?
1: Is it somehow like Anze Kopitar at the I age of 45? I think it's, yeah, I think it's 95-year-old Anze Kopitar. <laughs> I think it, it might be. He's been outrageous on both ends of the ice this season. Like, we just talked about Pavelski still do, doing what he's doing as he gets older. Kopitar's on, like, a whole different level.
0: Yeah, Kopitar is like, borderline heart candidate this season. Like, I think he'll get heart votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I'm taking, I think I'm taking the Kings in seven. I just fucking love this Kings team, man. Me too. I don't get to watch a lot of their games because they, they come on, you know, at 1 a.m., but every chance I get to watch them, I do. I'm, you know, watching highlights. And the numbers just look so good, too. I really like this Kings team. And Kevin Fiala, man. Just, he was good on the Wild. He's just been outrageously good. Yeah. On the Kings. All right. Your other matchup here. I think that we both know who's going to win this one. Avs hosting the Stars. Stars in six? Stars and four? What are you thinking? I'm thinking Avs in six. Oh, yeah. What a <laughs> surprise. What would the Avs have to get goaltending-wise for you to feel good about their their cup chances? Right now, from Georg- Georgiev, who's probably been their best goaltender of the season and played the most games, 2.3 goals saved above expected. Not great. Middle of the pack. 21st in the league of anyone who's played at least 10 games. What would what would Gorgiev's numbers have to look like for you to feel good about the Avs' chances?
1: I, I mean, I see him to get above 900, say a percentage. Yeah, that's, I mean, that I, I, I agree with you, but that's like how low the bar feels. Like, if
0: Gorgiev is getting below 900 and has a goals against average under three, I'd be like, yeah, the Avs are probably making the cup final.
1: Yeah, like that, that number kills the Bruins. They need better. In my opinion. Yeah. But league average goaltending of a dude who's like 2.75 goals against and like a nine point shoot for the stars, say 9.10. Um, or point oh, 9.10, nine,
0: 10, they're sweeping the cup final. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like if they yeah. get that, that's what they got out of Kemper. I mean, Kemper would have been a little bit better, Um, but I mean, they didn't get astronomically amazing goaltending at him because they didn't need it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I know we just went through and I was gushing about the stars, but if you really want to have a named dudes kind of team, I don't know that there's a lot of teams that are better for that than the Avs, who currently, their points leaderboard, Nathan McKinnon, 41 fucking points in 29 games. Uh, no one's talking about it. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon, Cale McCarr, Miko Rantanen, Valerie Natchuskin, Devon Taves, Ross Colton, Ryan Johnson, Miles Woods, Bowen Byram. That's their that's their their top nine on here. Mm-hmm. Not to talk about Arturi Lekanen, who's only played 12 games. Um... Andrew Andrew Cogliano who they brought in as like their their c3 who's I think has played very well in that role just and that's that's only at even strength I mean they've also had like great special teams this season abs we we just got used to how good the Avs are yeah
1: so we're kind of like it, it, it's like expected so no one's like really surprised yeah
0: mm. yeah exactly yeah, I think Avs in five or six is, is pretty much a walk in the park here. It's, it's such a slobber knocker to get out of the, the West. Like every team in the West has to be hoping and praying that the Predators stay in and the Oilers don't somehow sneak into this conversation.
1: If you asked me to name your, my three favorite, my three cup favorites this year, it is the Kings, the Knights, and the Avs.
0: Yeah, Kings, Knights, the Avs. And then if, I, if you were like, all right, expand that. Who's after that? I'd go, I don't know, Bruins and Stars are tied in my head. Yeah, they start getting Then like maybe Florida after that. Like I'll yeah. I'll throw I'll
1: throw like an East team in there. Yeah, for me I start getting to like Florida's and Rangers before I start talking about the Bruins, but that's personal hatred. Okay.
0: I, I mean you're <laughs> probably right there.
1: I think that I think I'm putting the Bruins too high just off of like my preseason
0: reservation. So maybe it's like like King's Knights Avs and then it's Dallas is tied with like Florida. But like if Edmonton gets in this conversation, they've been so hot lately too. They lost. Last game. Well, season's over, guys. Time to pack it up and go home. It's like the Bills. Every game, every game's the playoffs now. 7-1 to the Lightning. Fucking embarrassing. Or 7-4 yeah. to Lightning, I'm sorry. But they were playing without uh, Stuart Skinner.
2: Oh, that yeah, definitely so makes
0: a explains yeah. it. <laughs> All right, so your, your Western Conference Final, Avs hosting the Kings. Another, another big test for the Kings are the best team in the league right now for Mike Regan. Yeah, I know. It's your child, your little baby boy, the Colorado Avalanche. I know. You gotta do them like this, Mike. Say
1: it ain't so. I will not go.
2: <laughs> Come back to me. <laughs> okay.
0: This is the. I mean this. This is a series that I will be falling asleep in every third period for. Not from a lack of excitement, because every game's gonna start at 9 p.m. But this might be the most fun series in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's just like top to quality, such good teams on both ends. And also, shaky goal from both. I get it. Like, Cam Talbot's been good, but once again, predicting for the future, definitely I'd be a little worried about Cam Talbot. Also, we didn't mention it earlier. Do have to say that if the season ended today, the Kings would technically be second in the West by points percentage. Because the Avs have like a shitload of games on them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's not super relevant to this conversation. So anyways, yeah, I I honestly don't know who I would take. I almost feel like if we take the Kings here, we have to make like the Kings the official talent alone hockey team of the season. Get yeah, to buy like, like Kings merch and
1: start throwing eggs at people and yelling, "Anze Kopitar good." Gotta start buying one of those shiny silver helmets.
0: No, fuck those. You know what? I'm taking the Abs. Fuck those.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Taking um, Abs in
1: seven. It's it's crazy because you look at a lot of the numbers. Like expected goal percentages and and just like so much of why the Kings are ahead of Colorado in a lot of numbers are because of the amount of goals against and like the goaltending differential between yeah. the teams. Like it, it plays such a big factor. So now you really have to ask yourself, like, is it holding out? Can Cam Talbot pull this off? Yeah. Season
0: ends today. I'm more confident in Cam Talbot than I am if the season ends in April. Yeah. I'm just so sure it's going to come back to Earth at some point. Although, like, it might just be that system, man. Like, there's like, if you put me in net, I might be able to stop. You know, get like a, a 75 save percentage or something.
1: Yeah, I mean... That's, like, that team's just playing so good all around right now. Yeah. I hate to do it. Fuck it. I'm just going to... I'm going to go for it. Kings and seven. All right,
0: Mike, that makes your, your cup final. Your two... Most beloved teams this season: Kings, Panthers. Who you taking? How many games? Kings and six. Yeah, I, I the West is winning. Like as, is winning. as as much as you know, we we can talk about how much we like the Panthers or the Rangers right now. The West is so much better than the East right now, because once again. We're talking about all these teams that are great in the West, completely ignoring the fact that Edmonton could roll in with the best player in the league.
1: Yeah. God, yeah. McDavid's been so unreal. Really. All right.
0: Well, we're about at yeah, the two-hour mark for our recording session here. So, Mike, did you have any more hockey thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Last thing I'll say is they're still getting disrespected. You can get the Kings are currently tied with the likes of the Oilers and the Devils at plus 1,300 to win the Cup. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: bet that. I'm, I might bet them in every series. Yeah. All
1: right, Mike, you got you got any plugs? Uh yeah, follow me at Town Alone Mike. Forgot my my X handle for a second there. Got an on Saturday coming out. On Saturday, if you don't mind getting that done for me, I'll drop yeah, it in course. the pending thing shortly after this recording. And um wrestling content coming up. Follow Adam to find out when it happens. Yep, you follow me at Town Alone Adam. Be sure to check out my League
0: Pass watchability rankings every Tuesday. Uh, team town alone is actually going to come out a little bit late this week. It's probably going to be on Monday or Tuesday. It turned up, turned out to be a little bit more of a whale than I expected on top of just some other site stuff came up. So sorry for those of you waiting on it. Instead of being every seven days this week, it'll be like 13 or something. Beyond that, be sure you park it back here Monday and Friday or Monday and Thursday for our football content on the talent alone podcast. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Baski. And since we don't have an outro here, Mike, you want to just say some like fun hockey names. Like Phoenix Copley?
2: Ira Schmid?